0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Rainbow Dice Club. We are an LGBTQ2IA plus actual play D&D podcast coming to you from wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Lex, my pronouns are they, she, and I am your dungeon master today. We are joined by our glorious
1: players, Ari. Hello, Ari here. And what the fuck happened last time? I'm playing Alara who is also thinking what the heck happened last time? Weyra. Hello, everyone. My name is Weyra.
2: I play Varys, the half-orc, half-elf barbarian, who is very confused.
3: Zoop. Hi, I'm Supriya, or Zoop Online, and I play Ziva, who's been having some bad dreams. And finally, Dusty. Dusty had to go last
0: this time because they were distracting. Hello, everybody.
4: Uh, My name is the distracting Dusty. I play Ivy, Nightbreeze, Tinkerfay, and today... Today, I'm a little rat desperate for some pizza.
3: I mean, same. <laughs> this is
1: why.
3: <wise>. <laughs> oh That's God. me every day.
1: <laughs> Can't go wrong with pizza. Kind of same, actually. <laughs> hey, friends. Ariana here. Just wanted to give some quick content warnings for today's episode. Today's episode includes burns and severe injury due to fire, emotional distress, loss of belongings due to disaster, natural disaster, earthquake and fire, panic attacks and profanity.
0: Last time, we saw Varus, Alara, Ziva and Ivy investigate the animatronics at the fair to see what may have happened. They looked into the stone Varys pulled from the rogue automaton and found that it seems to contain a sort of corrupted magic and is not of this world. After attempting to collect as many hidden stones as they could, the group parted ways to rest for the evening. Ziva returned to her trailer, and Varys, Alara, and Ivy returned to the Mountain Peaks pub. Ziva was faced with a nightmare, where she is stalked and surrounded by strangers who seem vaguely familiar to her. Just as the dream comes to a head, Ziva was woken by a flash of light and the sound of someone screaming. Now, we face the morning after this dream, and any consequences it may have merited. Everybody took a long rest, so we're waking up bright and early around 6am, just to make it clear that you guys can all have that, you know, full rest, even, even Ziva. I'm gonna have Varrus
2: up a little earlier, just to- Be an asshole and work out.
0: (laughs) You know what? That's funny. He is one
2: of those people. So
0: Varys being up a little earlier, much like a couple weeks ago, but not quite as strong or real feeling, if that makes sense. You feel the earth shake, just like when Shima got hit by the cart and broke her foot.
2: Immediately on high alert, looking around. You know what? Is there anything that he can scale outside? You can
0: scale the buildings and like try and get a decent vantage point. You know, the taverns.
2: You're on the west side of town. The traveling troop is on the east side of town. I'm just trying to see if there's any like anything where I could pinpoint that. Too. So you are across the street from the the church of Eristus, one of the
0: one of the few places of worship in this town. Which is fairly tall. It's not the
2: tallest. Like it's it's fairly tall. It's one of the taller buildings in town. Cool. Well, Varus doesn't give a fuck about many places of worship, so I climb and he go. Yeah, make an athletics roll. <laughs> That's either really good or really uh, bad. Uh, no, it's it's a great. It's really great. Uh, it's twenty four. Nice. Yeah.
0: So you scaled this this holy building where you know some of the followers of Aristus have their wake as well. It's early morning. They're doing their thing. And they also notice the shaking. So more of them come outside to see. You don't give a fuck that they're out there. And so you're not sneaking. And they don't seem too worried about you. And you just scale the side of this building all the way up to the top. And this gives you a decent vantage point. You know, the town of Dragon's Nest is not very large. It's, It's a smaller town. You see in the distance on the east side of town, you see flames and smoke coming from the outskirts
2: of the where the troop has taken up shop. All right. Well, then I go back down and maybe make a full sprint to the circus, kind of like tap people on the way to let them know that there's a fire down there. As that's happening, Dusty, you, or sorry,
0: Ivy, you only need to trance. Trancing only lasts about four hours, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're awake. Yeah. This all happened and you're awake. Where are you?
4: Uh, I think before it started, she was just kind of like, I guess, sitting up in bed, watching over Bia, maybe journaling. And I think once it starts, she like does that thing, like the arms outstretched, looking around and Bia
0: uh, jolts awake
4: and she scoops up Bia and runs downstairs.
0: Lara, you're asleep. You've been pretty asleep. Would you please roll just a flat D20 to see how deeply you sleep? Oh, uh, that's an 18. OK, so I'm going to let with that love. I actually am not sure which way I want to go. I'll,
3: I'll put it up to you guys. High number means deep sleep or high number means light sleep. What do you guys think? If you're doing more of a perception check, then I think an 18, a high 18 would be she would wake up. If you're really doing quality of sleep, then she's like deep asleep.
1: <laughs> it depends what you're going for.
4: What's Alara's passive? My passive perception is a 10. I would say that she's still asleep just because if she's not a naturally like alert person, then she would probably sleep a little bit deeper.
0: All right. So Alara's still asleep. She's okay. dead to the world. She's getting a very cool. nice deep sleep. You know, you you grew up in a mountain. You're kind of used to the Fair. situations of the mountain yeah. where things are
1: just maybe and it, it lulls me back to sleep even more. I'm like, ah.
0: exactly. Exactly. (laughs) As Varys starts running towards town, are you yelling for people to wake up? It's early and most people are not awake.
2: Well, being in this town for two to three weeks, what I know of places on the way that I could pop in into like, I don't know, like the local authority or whatever and be like, hey, there's a fire. Is there local authority? There isn't really a local authority. It's mostly self-governed, this town
0: where it's kind of everybody, for the most part. Everybody kind of trusts each other to make sure things run smoothly. That's why, like the why the troop coming to town is such a big deal for security purposes.
2: Well, then I think when he gets closer, then he'll start making a ruckus about it. No sense of starting halfway through town when he doesn't even know how bad it is. Ivy, where are you headed? Are you headed in? Are you headed headed in the direction?
0: Of the the bang and the jostling ground. Is it like still actively
4: rumbling? There are like
0: some minor aftershocks, but you, you would probably feel it because you don't really understand. Like you're still new. So every little tiny different thing is like really obvious to you. But it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing recurrent. There's nothing where, you know, you can tell this is going to happen repeatedly so you can tell where it's coming from. Okay.
4: Um. Then, yeah, I think she's going to Sort of head outside. Okay. Uh, is anybody in the in the bar proper right now?
0: Nope. It's too early.
4: Yeah. So then she's gonna go outside and look around and see if she sees anybody.
0: So you go outside. Um, you're just a street or so away from that church I mentioned, and uh, as you're kind of walking around, because you're on like the western edge of town, the only other place to go is east, and you so you start walking east, and you see that there are like kind of religious individuals kind of they're all kind of in cloaks and look kind of monk-esque who are collecting outside of this church they seem to be in like a small gathering and they're really the only people that you see they're right next to like an open-air market that's not open for business yet are they doing anything are they like they're looking around like wonder they look almost at like do an insight check for me actually 16. You can tell that they're kind of looking around and like talking to each other, really, really concerned. You can't hear what they're saying, but they're looking around. They're looking in the general direction of the troop and they look concerned. And she's going to, I guess, run up to them and go, ah, OK, what was that? We, we don't we don't know. Does does that does that happen often? We We do get some minor earth tremors. Yes, but that that didn't feel
4: like one. No, no, that was not minor in the slightest. D-
0: do you know where it came from? I mean, not really. I mean, I saw there was this large gray gentleman running. He First of all, he scaled our church and then jumped down. He didn't say anything to us, and he just started running towards the east, I guess. Oh, towards where that that troop is, so maybe that's where we're headed. What what color was his hair? It, it was like pink. Okay, thank you, bye. And she takes off. They look at you and kind of blink, confused. In hindsight, I probably should have said something, <laughs> but. Alara, I'm gonna have you roll another insi- another D20 to see if you wake up. Eh? Yeah, you start to wake up, but this is not like out of sudden, you're not like suddenly jolted awake, you're just kind of like, you know that moment when like you move in bed when you're asleep? but then you kind of wake up because that new position isn't perfect anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, the earth tremor or whatever it was jostled you just enough that you're out of that perfect spot and you're just slowly waking up being like, that doesn't
1: feel right. So I still feel I still feel like the the residual of like the tremor.
0: You kind of like, you could tell, like if you think about it, that you didn't move yourself. It was definitely the earth that moved you. Like there was enough of a tremor that did that.
1: Okay, I'll wake up, and I will quickly get dressed. I'll throw on my jacket that is, once again, has the pockets of holding activated. I will take my eight rocks and all of my important things and throw them into my pockets. I will pick up the chest of preserving, and I will force it into my pocket as well. Jesus Christ. So how long does it take Alara to get ready in the morning? All of the rocks that I examined last night that I decided were not... Not worth it. Yeah, I'm leaving those. I'm only taking my my things. So it probably takes me about like five minutes to do that quickly, I think. I just kind of throw everything in. I guess I would first knock on Ivy's door before I went downstairs. There's no answer. Okay, so I will go downstairs. If there's no one there, I will go outside and just like look around. You again
0: face the same problem all of the others have. Okay. Of you are on the westernmost part of town. The only place to really go is east. But you do see that
1: group of monks outside the church of Aristus. Honestly, I would probably just like take a leisurely like morning walk around. (laughs) <laughs> Cause like I'm not like overly concerned with an earthquake. Yeah, and you're not feeling any residuals. And no one's like freaking out. There's just no, like people really outside of the church. Out. That's not like really strange to me. Okay. I wanted to go back into the inn um and leave a message for uh Varys and Ivy. Yeah, you can write something down and leave it on the bar. So yeah, I'll just leave a note for them and I'll just go for like a walk <laughs> around okay. town and enjoy my morning.
0: As you're going for a walk and just enjoying your day, unbeknownst like un phased by the terrors that are currently happening. We swing back over to the far eastern edge of town, back to what used to be a trailer and is now a small pile of embers and ash in the center of which sits a small bed and a small human sitting on top.
3: Ziva, what are you doing right now? Where's Bettina? Do you get up and start looking for her? Yeah, I'm looking for Bettina. We have to get out, everything's burning. Give me an investigation check, please. Ooh, not my strong suit. Oh, that's a natural 20, so that's hey! a 19.
0: As you dig, as you're, you go over to where Bettina's bed used to be, you can tell that there was a bed there, there was stuff there, but it is singed almost beyond recognition. You see that flung not too far away from that is a small halfling body
2: oh my god
0: her hair singed off her body covered in so many burns some of the burns on her arms and extremities are so deep that the bones are showing through through the burn marks you recognize this as bettina your roommate your protege the person you're supposed to help. Who might have healing? Why don't you give me a medicine check
3: first? See how she's at, how she's doing. That's a one. That's a dirty one. Oh no, my medicine is plus three. Never mind. that's a five. You don't know.
0: You can tell she's not moving and she's not reacting to you, but you don't know. And just, just give me one second. Oh my
3: God. Ready? Yep, go ahead. I was just rolling a, uh, rolling a quick d20. Lauren has, has magic. I mean, it's like seer magic, but it, it might be magic. I will pick her up and start running towards, or Zelmadir might. I'll start running towards where Zelmadir, Zelmadir is, where Lauren is, to the other trailers. And I'm yelling. You yell and people start,
0: people are, they're aware they're because this was pretty close to everything. So most of them have woken up at this point. Zelmadir is sticking his head out of his trailer well, it seems to be a bit bigger for him than it would be for anyone else, especially since he doesn't share it with anyone else. But he sticks his head out and sees you and just immediately his face goes through a myriad of emotions where he looks confused and then happy to see you're okay. And then he sees that Bet- that something he doesn't even recognize this as Bettina, then looks scared and confused and angry almost. And he just looks at you. And rushes outside.
3: Who has healing? Someone must have healing. I don't know what happened. Our whole our whole trailer leak like exploded. I don't know. Someone must have healing. Who who's who is this? This is Bettina! Someone must have healing. Lauren! I, Lauren! <clears throat> Lauren
0: has like minor parlor tricks, maybe, but I I can't endorse them. Manorik! Manorik! Yeah, go go see what they've got. I I I don't have anything. Oh my god. Oh oh my god. So I'm just calling to, to all of the truth. As this is all happening, Varys arrives on the scene and sees Ziva carrying a
2: small body. What does Varys do? Clocks that is looking the source. Is it the, the source of it? Can he see the smoke? You see the flames coming,
0: the flames in the smoke, which are still kind of raging because... The entire the entire trailer was blown to smithereens almost, and is still on fire. You see where it is. You see the carnage.
2: When he got closer and start, started seeing the smoke, he definitely started making as much noise as possible, shouting fire, need assistance, things like that. When he gets there and he clocks Ziva, sees all the things, uh, he'll go over to Ziva with the person in her arms.
3: What happened? <sighs> I don't, I don't know, but do, do you have healing? Do you have, do you know somebody who has healing?
2: Let, let, let me see her for a moment. And he goes over and he's going to check for a pulse.
0: Do a medicine check for me, please.
2: Okay. 17. She's making death saving throws. Oh god. Um, does anybody have any, a medicine kit? Any medical training whatsoever?
0: You, uh, throughout the commotion and with Varys making so much noise, uh, on the chef, comes out from from their their home and Claridon, Claridon! Get the healing potions! Well, I've got i got some mild healing healing potions somewhere. I I just They go back into their home and start scavenging for them, and at this point Ivy appears on the scene.
3: Ivy, please it's Bettina, do you have healing by any chance? Do you can you help her?
4: She looks at Ziva, looks at Varys, looks at the small halfling body and immediately drops to her knees and attempts to do cure wounds so 11 hit points back So Ivy drops to her knees and immediately her hands hover over Bettina's body and a navy glitter smoke starts pouring out of her hand and enveloping Bettina's body. And they watch as some of the more gruesome wounds start to mend themselves. Her breathing becomes a little bit easier. She's not
0: completely healed, but she is obviously stable. So Ferris would have noticed during his medicine check that Bettina was breathing, but it was incredibly shallow and incredibly light, something that clearly could not have sustained her for very long. One of those last breaths before death sort of things, and almost as though breathing itself was hard- was painful for her. Following Ivy's magic, Bettina takes a deep, full breath. Her eyes are still closed, and she is still quiet, but she is stable. Alara, how's your walk going?
1: <sighs> oh, um, it's good. I mean, I'm assuming I'm headed east because you said west was the edge of town. Yeah. Um, do I like smell, catch a hint of like smoke on you, the air? You can or... you can see and smell the smoke
0: at this point. And you can kind of okay. tell
1: generally where it is. So as soon as I do, I'd probably just kind of make my way. I'll like look around and go, huh. There's so many weird things happening in this town and I will make my way towards this commotion <laughs> the next emergency.
0: <laughs> Alara arrives on the scene and sees these people that she met yesterday crouched around a much less mangled body but still still injured. You know, she's where Ivy's magic touched. It's healed up, but she's going to have lasting long-term scars from this damage on her body. It shouldn't impact too much of her life, but that will remain to be seen as she heals further. Does she look like she needs more healing? No, she does not look like she needs okay. more healing. She looks as though this is as good as it's going to get right now.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you so much. Of course. Um,
2: Lay out his jacket and, like, take it, just take it off and lay it down and put the halfling on it and make sure, like, she's not getting dirt in these burns. And then immediately go and try to gather people to put out the fire.
3: And, uh, Ziva is holding Bettina. Are you okay? Are you? You're okay. You're okay. It's gonna be okay. Bettina doesn't respond. She's alive, right? Yes. She okay. She.
4: She will need to rest, though.
3: She's gonna be okay. Zelma, dear. Zalma, dear. She's going in your trailer.
0: Zalmadir has come over and sort of the asshole facade has dropped quite a bit. You know, he's seen some shit in his days, but never anything quite like this. At least not at six o'clock in the morning. You know, he hasn't woken up yet and he's being approached by by two of his employees, basically, one of whom has been mortally wounded, but yet still alive. He looks at Ziva. And just looks at her, looks down at Bettina, recognizing her finally and goes, of of course, of course, let me let me get get the door for you. And he, you know, as you carry her in, he holds the door and directs you towards, you know, the main bed, which is this large queen size bed, much larger than your typical little cots. And he just
3: Makes sure that Bettina is wrapped up in blankets and is comfortable. Ziva is calling to Manorik. Manorik, Manorik, get some water. Get some water. Uh, make it colder. We have to. We have to wash these wounds. Oh my God! I don't.
0: Manorik comes over and he's using maid, his minor mage hand and and anything else that he kind of can. You find that you know with him looking after looking after Bettina. She. Some of the color in a good way starts to come back to her cheeks, not in a burns kind of way, but in a, this is normal kind of way. Claradon finally appears coming out of their trailer. He sees that Bettina has been moved. They come over to the group of people and looks at them and
3: just goes, am I, am I too late? Uh, uh, Ivy, Ivy healed her. She's she's unconscious, but I think I think she's gonna be okay. Thank the gods. I- We never have injuries this bad. Usually it's pointless to waste a a whole expensive potion on these injuries. I don't understand what happened. I was sleeping and when I woke up, the trailer was on fire. I don't know what happened. Could it have- I mean,
0: all that- all that I felt was- this felt like an explosion. Could
3: it have something to do with the rocks? We had- we had so many of the rocks hidden. Hidden under the bed he
0: kind of looks around
3: confused he has no
0: idea what really is going on and just steps away, letting the four of you the four of you talk um is anybody around right now right now? it's just the four of you kind of standing together. the other members of the troop have been kind of trickling in and out looking around they've kind of checked in with Zelmadir a few times to see what's going on, and he's been the one to kind of communicate as much as he knows about the situation, but other than
1: that it's it's Pretty, pretty quiet. Alara is standing. I think, I don't think she ever made it up to the group. I think that she saw the, I think she saw Bettina's body. I think she sees the fire and she kind of stops and she's just standing almost like with her eyes glazed over and she's rubbing her, uh, she has in her left hand her worry stone and she's just breathing pretty shallowly, I think, because she's never seen this kind of so she's never seen like a burned body before and like this kind of destruction. So she's not processing any of this right now.
2: Varys is dealing with the fire.
0: Yeah, Varys is off dealing with the fire. Alara, can you please roll that's a wisdom save. Sure.
1: That's a ten.
0: Well, a ten a ten meets the DC, so that's that's fine. You do you are able to use your worry stone to okay. center yourself enough that you' mm-hmm can keep a clear head. Okay,
1: so I think I'll just take some deep breaths. And as this conversation is happening, that's probably what I'm doing is I'm just like trying to trying to breathe myself out of the way that I'm feeling. Sounds like this conversation might only be happening between Ivy and Ziva. I think it is. I think
4: so too. Ivy's going to think about it and she's going to remember the the spell that Ziva casted. Sort of backfiring on her, and she's gonna go. So uh, you said you were sleeping, correct?
3: Yes. Yeah, I was sleeping, and when I woke up, it, it was in flames, and Bettina was lying there. Did in your dreams? Did you cast any magic? I uh, I don't know. I don't really. I was having a weird dream, but what does that have to do with it? I think I think we made a mistake keeping the stones in the in the trailer. Where I
4: come from, there's a type of magic that we call wild magic and sometimes it can have some she's she's trying to be as delicate as possible and also trying to not like out herself cuz so she would know a lot about wild magic she doesn't practice it herself but that's probably something that she would know a lot about and so she's she's trying to be as gentle as possible and she goes and it can have
3: some nasty side effects Sometimes. I mean, I mean, do you think- I haven't seen Bettina do magic, and- and all I can do are little cantrips. We should- we should collect those rocks. We should find out- we should go to the mining company and find out what is up with these rocks. They have to pay. I don't- um, I don't think it was the rocks. Do you think- do you think someone from the town? No. Um, how long have you been able to do magic? I don't know. It just, I'm just able to do these little cantrips, like the, the dancing lights. And sometimes I can, I can mold earth or like prestidigitation. Just, she makes a little like flash glow in her hands.
4: And in your dream, was
3: it a bad dream? Yeah. How do
4: you, how do you know? So my way of life believes that magic is tied to your essence, right? It's tied to your soul, it's tied to who you are as a person. And sometimes when we're upset, or something very traumatic happens in our life, it can imprint our magic. So once Ivy sees that they're kind of basically alone, and that the only people who could see them are, like, her new friends, I guess? She looks at Ziva and she goes, okay, so... When I was young, I lost someone very close to me. And that loss imprinted on my soul. And she takes a step back and suddenly that same navy glitter smoke that you've seen her use her magic with envelops her and sh- her form starts to twist and warp and the flesh is peeled back from her bones. And as she shifts into her wild shape, she shifts into a skeletal wolf and then the same mist comes back around and she shifts out of it she kind of dusts herself off and goes and my
0: shape became that i would like to say that i wish that we could show everyone's face as dusty is describing (laughs) this i i have been loving all of this like behind the scenes work and when dusty first described what they wanted to do for this wild shape and in this subclass, it—I loved all of it. And so, getting to see everyone else's look of amazement and dumbfoundment—no is no one even set amazing. me all were like. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. Everybody just went dead silent, and it was that's why <laughs> I felt like I needed to say something. <laughs> everyone is just so quiet. So please continue. Um, I think that your magic
4: is doing the same thing.
3: I—I I really. I hear what you're saying, and I I appreciate your wisdom, but I really I don't have that much magic. I just all I can do is I can just make these. And she 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 lifts her hand, and the dancing lights show up above these little these little globes of of colored light. And I I couldn't even I couldn't even help Bettina. I, Everybody has
4: different this- magic. Just because you don't have healing capabilities doesn't mean you aren't strong. Just because you- But I'm
3: not- I'm an aerialist. I- I do tricks on the hoop. This- this doesn't make any sense. And I'm the daughter of two artificers. I'm nothing special. I don't- please tell me this wasn't my fault. Ivy
4: flicks her eyes up to the sky and goes, I think it might be a possibility. But I also think the stones might be right too. But until we know more about either way- we need to think of this as a possibility. And I am very thankful that your friend is alive and that you are also
0: okay. But sweetheart, are you injured? I, I would say that as you went to, you know, haphazardly run through your, your, the wreckage of your home to find Bettina, you'd likely scratched yourself up a little bit and probably, I'm going to say you took two, two points of damage as you did that it's nothing too drastic you are injured but it's not you're not li- it's not life-threatening for you granted you've got so few hit points
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you poor danger you, you poor like glass little baby <laughs> so i think at this revelation that she might somehow be responsible for hurting her friend Someone that she cares about and is taken under her wing. And I think that she gets up and like, because of the guilt and the uncertainty, I think she runs.
0: Where does she run? Towards town or away from it? I think she runs towards the mines. B is going to follow her. So you have to run... Well, there's mines on both sides, so you'd probably go for the mines closer to you, correct?
3: Yeah, I think think she wants to prove that it was the stones and not her, and if she can find something in the mine that proves that. You run towards some of the mines.
0: Some of the workers have been there for a little while, so they, and hearing rumbling in the mountains is not something new to them, so they didn't really pay attention when they heard it. um, Those who were headed to work, however, did stop and notice what was going on. As you approach, you do see that there are some checkpoints that Alara alluded to the night before, where you have to show a badge, something like that. What are you doing? Ziva will run past the checkpoints. You're not gonna stop. You're gonna cut the line, not gonna stop or anything?
1: Yeah, gonna keep going. Can I just say that I think Ziva running away is what snaps me back to like the reality of what's happening. And I'll I'll see Varys helping people. I'll see Ivy kind of send via that way, but I'm also going to chase after her. Not on top of her, but like I'm gonna stay You are I would say you're a solid like six seconds behind, so you would
0: have to okay. stay at least stay like, like thirty feet. Yeah, is, you know, almost okay. like what your movement would be in a regular sort of combat. Totally you know, something fine. like that. So, yeah, you are following. So, you can kind of keep an eye on her mm-hmm. as you're going. You see her jump the line and just kind of cut through it with much to like the shock and frustration of everyone around her. You even see some you know security guards they're not from the town they are from the mining company they are meant to keep people out they must have had some major oversight when you went into the mines because they weren't there but it might have also been that it was the end of the day who was trying to get into the mines at the end of the day but Alora. so they start chasing <laughs> after her as well and they're kind of in between you and Ziva. What
1: do you do as you approach the checkpoint? Oh, I fo- I'm, I'm going to follow. I'm I'm following and I just I'm going to prep. I'm going to prep the sanctuary spell on Ziva. If anybody goes to attack her, I would like to get dibs on casting um, sanctuary on her. So you're going to prepare an action. Yes. To cast. Can I run and hold an action? I don't know how that works. Yeah. yeah as long okay. as you're not dashing.
0: We're not in combat. Yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe we should just roll initiative for that, but I'm not.
1: Don't like the narrative of that. Okay. Because Aziva has like five hit points. (laughs) But actually (laughs) Or or like eight or something. I have I have nine. Total. Yes. But now you have seven. I have seven currently. We need to keep her
0: safe. And she's only at level one. The rest yes. of our party is at level two. And I, I truly so, feel like
1: Alara having, I think Alara senses something in Ziva right now in this moment that she's feeling that I feel like I need to kind of stay on top of her.
0: Okay. What's Varys up to? Is fire out yet? I would say, yeah. You know, the since this is such an open area, area where all of these trailers were set up, they weren't
2: set up super close to each other. So it didn't really go very far. Okay, did he, he clock that they ran off? He's got really good perception, right? Pass a, it's like past the 12. It's not that great. Okay.
0: Well, I would say that that's probably enough cuz after the fire's out, you probably would be looking back at at where Ivy and Ziva are anyways and kind of clock that either is moving or Ziva's gone. So you Okay. Yeah. So you
2: know that she's not there. Well, I'll clock the direction and then start investigating the fire. Okay. So roll investigation for me. <laughs> Come on reveal to me your secrets let's see as if that chant will actually work maybe can i help it's a dirty 20. never mind
0: (laughs) you while you're investigating this you've seen plenty of fires in your day maybe started some or been witness to plenty that you've picked up on a couple of the the tricks of the trade when it comes to finding the origin point of the fire Mm -hmm. and granted this is not a hard one to figure out you've got everything around you in ashes and tatters, and then you have a bed that is human-sized. You see a smaller ash clump of ash that looks like it used to be a bed that's more halfling-sized, and that's where you're assuming Bettina was. The human-sized bed is all almost entirely untouched by flame. The edges of it, the corners of this twin-sized bed, those are singed, but not As much as you would expect seeing the rest of this, you notice that there are some stones underneath this mattress. The stones are cool to the touch. You don't see any ash emanating from them. There's no heat coming from them. That's what you find with the dirty 20. Okay.
2: Those stones, is there anything I can roll to get a sense if they may have boosted whatever happened or affected it in any way? Or
0: Make an arcana check.
2: Uh, 14. You
0: don't think so. You don't know, though. You can't be certain, but you're pretty sure that they're just rocks.
2: Alright. Is Ivy still around? I'll just have a look. Yeah, Ivy's there. Or Ivy can come over if they choose to. Yeah, Ivy will walk over. Um, She's confident that Bia
4: will help take care of Ziva. And she walks over and looks at the stones in Varys' hand.
0: Do another arcana check.
2: I'm wondering if this had any effect on what happened to you. 15.
0: That meets the DC. So 14, I'm so sorry. It was so close, Oh, not, not quite. Good. Can't win them all. <laughs> Ivy, you're, you're pretty confident that these stones are just stones. They didn't do anything here. They're cold because stones inherently, when they're not exposed to enough heat for a long enough amount of time, don't hold on to it for very long. They're just rocks. Some of them are shiny, but there's really nothing special about them. There's no magic coming from them. No innate magic i should say because all all of these stones could be used for magic but there's no they don't remind you of the stone you saw last night they're empty this was her
2: i was afraid of that
0: and ziva you have run past all the security guards they are chasing you down and you are entering the mineshaft as you enter you see mine carts and workers who are all in hard hats, yet you are not what do you want to do? Probably in your pajamas still <laughs> yeah you you're in your pJs has anyone tried to tackle me yet? Honestly, the workers aren't paid enough to care, and they've kind of been told through their orientation that for their safety, if anybody tries to break in to just let it go because honestly, it's on them if they break in and they die but if, it, if the workers try and intervene, then it becomes more dicey. And the security guys behind you, you kind of caught them by surprise. People haven't tried to do this ever, really. So they're very much like not within arm's reach of
3: you yet. However, they likely know these tunnels better than you. <laughs> so my thought process here is that Ziva wouldn't be able to figure anything out from the rocks. So the only way to deal with this is to go up the chain. So she's gonna turn around and start yelling about how there's something wrong with the rocks in this mine. Alara, you're not
0: far behind. You see Ziva do this. What's going through your head? And at the same time, Ivy, you're getting like telepathic messages from Bia. I know that you guys are farther apart than 100 feet, but I'm still gonna say that it works because you guys are so close and so like intertwined. That I think having a farther distance for your telepathic messaging would make sense, but you just keep getting message like visions of Ziva screaming, yelling, and just standing there. It's nothing, nothing overly. It's just confusing to you right now. You don't really understand what's happening. Ivy looks at Varys and says,
2: "I think we need to go. Do you know the direction?"
1: Okay, I'm going to catch up and like probably be very out of breath. Alara's not a runner, um, not a track star. No, I was going to say all. that. Nope. <laughs> and as I'm catching my breath, I'm listening to what Ziva says. I'm clocking everyone's reaction. I'm still holding holding that spell just in case, but I'm going to let Ziva say what she says before I interject.
3: There's something wrong with the rocks in this mine, and you guys know it. You allow rocks from this mine to get taken out and they set animatronics uh, on people and they set they set buildings on fire and take me to your leader. <laughs> Make a person- She doesn't say take me to your leader, but she, <laughs> she says the right thing. Oh, I think she should let it ride. No, I think she's
2: I think. <laughs> yeah, take I, me to your leader. She, let that ride, You said baby. it and I was working with it. So you
0: said that. <laughs> yes.
2: This is not the droid you're looking for.
0: The two security guys who were chasing after you both kind of stop and look at each other like, isn't, that's literally what we were supposed to do? Okay. And they just look at you and they're like, (laughs) okay, and grab you in either arm and just
1: carry Uh, you. uh, uh, Okay. Hi. Hey, excuse me. Hands off. First of all, let's start there. That's rude. All right. Who are you? I will reach into my one of my coat pockets and I'm going to take out. I'm assuming I have like an ID, right? From like the guild that I'm from. Okay. You do. So I'm going to hold that out in front of their faces. And I'm going to say, you should take your hands off of her right now. First of all, it is rude. You should not put your hands on anyone without their consent. But second of all, we are from the Royal Spot Lab of Citrine. We have been sent here by Rohis Royal Spot herself to investigate these rocks. You will unhand her right now and let us do our job. Roll persa- persuasion for me.
4: Yeah. Bia is going to chirp angrily <laughs> and brandish her elbows.
0: <laughs> Roll persuasion with advantage, I guess.
1: Okay, well, good, because that was a two. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay, say that's that. not much better but I can't say that doesn't um, help it's, it's something that's an 11 total
4: <laughs> apparently that's just how Bia's is gonna
0: fight now with her elbows they look at you Alara still holding Ziva and they just go you know that to be here from one of the one of the science guilds, you actually have to have clearance from our supervisors to have a badge to get in here. If she doesn't have a badge to get in here, she's not supposed to be here. And clearly neither are you because you ran right past her. So you're going to come with us as well. And so the other one of them puts Ziva down um, and grabs you. <laughs> God damn it. Good try. And they're going to
3: start walking you guys out of the mine. I think Ziva's barefoot this whole time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or she has... She has her, she has her like, I think she sleeps with her like Ariel's shoes. So it's like, I was she has say a maybe shoe. socks. I don't know. <laughs> so she has a shoe that just basically um, goes around the arch of her foot, but like the ball and the heel of her foot are still um,
1: exposed. Exposed. Okay, so that didn't work.
4: Bia is going to like watch very carefully, and if they make a wrong move, she's going to dive bomb with her elbows. <laughs>
0: I love this little pseudo dragon so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with Bia flying behind or above them with her elbow, just like hitting her elbows repeatedly, like, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to pile drive this bitch, just follows behind. And you guys are escorted out of the mine by these two kind of burly security guard people. And they they bring you past the checkpoint and they bring you over to one of those kind of supervisor buildings not too far away from the mine where some of the overseers stay and where some of the supervisors for the mine overall and some of the executives when they come to visit are staying as well ferris and ivy you guys are a little too far away to see that that's what's happening but ivy you're getting you're kind of getting like a live feed from Bia of like <laughs> the bullshit. But occasionally, like this live feed changes to just her hitting her elbows in her line of sight because she's small and has small <laughs> arms. And so you just occasionally see like, you know, this pseudo dragon's claws going like elbow, elbow, elbow. And that's what that's the that's
4: the words I get to elbow. elbow, elbow, elbow. Exactly. Elbow. <laughs> Only it's like
0: because it's all pseudo dragon talk. Yeah.
4: I'm updating Varys as we run,
2: just like not even thinking this might be weird. (laughs) He takes it all in stride. Like, what is my life now? (laughs) (laughs) You showed kindness to me once, and now I'm
4: making that your problem. That's
2: (laughs) That's exactly where we are with this.
0: That's that's this relationship (laughs) at this point. You guys chase after following Bia's obscure and random instructions to head to this building you guys are arrive at the building as Ziva and Alara are
2: being kind of
0: frog marched. Yeah, like I don't want to say you guys are being carried, but you guys are kind of being like forcibly led by the elbow into this
1: building. And as you're walking up. Every time someone touches my elbow, I'm kind of shrugging them off and like kind of pushing away from them because we're obviously going with them. So this is all very unnecessary to me right now. I'm not like fighting, but I'm not. I'm not going quietly <laughs> either. How far away are Varus and I? You guys are probably about
0: fifty feet away, so you guys are within like yelling distance.
2: I do think Varus is going to call out, just very much like yell, like "Excuse me." Why are you taking them? These two people stop and look at you, and just one of them, they go, "I'm sorry. Who are you?" No one of importance, clearly. Yeah, clearly. So like. Did you send them into the mine? Are you also part of this? And he uses air quotes. Do I look like somebody would send somebody into a mine for no fucking reason? I mean, you look fancy
0: enough, man. I mean, half the people who work in this building and he like pushes his head towards the building. Dress like you. So, yes. As soon as I get within 30
4: feet of them, I'm going to use my face step. All right. I would say you're
0: probably within about 30 feet at this point.
4: I'm going to use my face step and... Like right in front of um, the one who was yelling at Varys, um, and I need him to make a wisdom saving throw.
0: Oh, oh, god. God. oh my god! Don't fight them. <laughs> We're not
1: fighting the guards.
0: I'd like to throw this out there. <laughs> I did not prep these a- these NPCs, so I need a quick. It's not fighting. It's an unfortunate after.
4: It's an unfortunate side effect of my face. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: We I mean, are just we all fucking shit up. Balls of chaos, are we? Yeah. Well, I
3: think I think I think Ivy was the right person to try to talk to Ziva. Ziva's just not ready for I it. I hope so. <laughs> Ziva's just not ready for
4: it. <laughs> Ivy was trying to be as delicate <laughs> as fucking possible. I'm she glad did, it was you, She did it was it very like, good I think job.
2: it was you, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said wisdom save. Yes, please. Well, they're not um, and you save- <laughs> dirty one. Oh. They're not very wise. Okay. Uh, He's afraid of me. He's
4: frightened of me. They
0: see you just appear in front of them. And they're the one that has been like leading Ziva. And with the frightened condition, they... He has to move away. Yeah, they, they drop what they're holding. So they let Ziva go. Basically, like, try not to look at you too much, but also are like trying to keep an eye on where you are and run run away from the building. They like back away slowly. And then the second they're able to run and turn around, they run. And so then you're just stuck with Ziva, who's free, this other security guard who's still holding Alara. And he, he just sees his, his partner, his colleague, like drop what he is doing and run. And he looks at, he looks at you and just goes, what the actual fuck was that? (laughs) Uh, a misunderstanding and he goes to try and grab ziva because he knows that ziva might try and run away and he's like these two (sighs) no it's okay it's okay look i know you heard the earthquake
4: unfortunately it's been a very exciting night for us and my friend here was a little overzealous in trying to make things right she broke into a secure
2: area she's grieving
0: have you never had a breakdown and then your other friend here and he like points to alara your other friend here tried to pretend that she is part of a guild that doesn't have any jurisdiction here and then also tried to pretend as though she was supposed to be here because she just happens to be smart. la Does duh she's I, smart, good for her. A, she holds a hand out, she
4: holds a hand out to Alara and she goes, do you not have a ride or die friend? Do you not have a friend who, if you're having a mental breakdown, would be like, yeah, fuck it, sure, whatever.
0: I just saw my, my quote unquote ride or die friend run away <laughs> when you <laughs> appeared
2: in front of him. So no, no, I don't. Very clearly you need a new ride or die friend then. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you should put out um Some feelers. I, I think you
4: should put out a call for that. But anyways, um, yeah. you know, They're honestly fired, but okay,
0: well, maybe he deserves it. Um, Ziva, could you please make a wisdom save for
2: me? Oh, <laughs> we're going to become charred.
1: <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Oh no! What all is all it? No, it was Ziva.
3: That is a uh, <laughs> that is a six. <laughs>
1: Was it a six last time?
3: It wasn't like a dirty 20 last time.
1: Oh, shit.
3: I don't I don't have
4: anything I can prepare
2: for this. Yep. Uh, Varys does not even have his weapons on him,
1: so. <laughs> oh this gosh. is good. I'm still, I still am having sanctuary prepared. So I need you, I need you to, <laughs> I need you to make
0: a, uh, if this goes the way that I kind of think it is, it's going to be hilarious. I need you to make another wisdom save for me. This is good.
3: I'm doing another wisdom save.
0: One more wisdom save. Please
3: tell me I'm not confused. I'm not sure if that was a six or a nine.
0: Either way, with your extreme amount of anger and frustration, you triggered another surge. Oh
1: my
0: God. And you turn into a sheep. (laughs) 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 You're about to storm into this building and you turn into a sheep. (laughs) <laughs> and that's where we're gonna leave this tonight. <laughs> oh god. Oh, Ziva, no. oh sweetheart.
1: Oh, you sweet That child. was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> again, another one I didn't fudge. I swear to God, it was a 78 on the on the die. The yeah, other, one so other one was the other one was she... an H. You rolled I rolled an eight on your wild magic for the first uh, one last no. time.
2: And that's yeah, that's, that's fireball, turned into a like... sheep the last time. <gasps> Sorry? Wish she turned into a sheep like i wish the roles were reversed like she turned into a sheep at night and then fireballed right now that would be gold cool. <laughs> no we would have all been dead yeah. if she fireballed yeah. right now well speak for yourself but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now she's a sheep and it's um oh my god it lasts up to an hour
2: that's
1: great
0: oh great we're gonna
2: herd her right out <laughs> Okay, so
4: that's... I'm gonna pick her up and we'll be like, all right. (laughs) Come on, Sheba. That takes care (laughs) of...
2: Sheba. Sheba.
0: Okay. Well, that's that for tonight. I was... I'm very glad that that's how it ended. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are so grateful for the continued support. Now,
4: why don't you, Misty, step on over to our at Rainbow Dice Club on all platforms and grab the invite to our Discord where you can chat with the cast and be a part of the amazing community there.
3: Please give us a follow or even leave us a review on the streaming platform you listen through. Maybe share us with a friend. It really helps us out. And if you're able, Check out our Ko-fi where you can leave a tip or subscribe to help support the podcast.
2: February's charity is Loveland Foundation, uh, which is a nonprofit that helps provide mental health services to Black women and girls. 10% of everything we receive goes directly to them this month. February is also Black History Month. And while there is much to celebrate, we fully acknowledge that there is also much history to be made. We encourage our community to head over to the Black Lives Matter website, which we will link below to find out how you can get involved and help with the movement.
1: We want to thank SG for the theme music and special thanks to our Ko-Fi supporters. And don't forget, you can find us individually at LexGetPizza, at Adventuring underscore Ari, at DustyPenny with two Eyes, at Fake underscore Shiny, and at Zoop Machine.
0: All right, friends. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. And remember that wherever you are in your journey, you are valid, you're accepted, and you are welcome at our table. Bye! 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 (laughs) Bye. So annoying. Bye! (laughs) Hey, friends.
4: Dusty here. Each month we'll be featuring a creator in the TTRPG space whose content we think you'd enjoy. So, if you're a fellow podcaster, an artist, or a TTRPG content creator of any sort, and you'd like to be featured, please reach out to us at Rainbow Dice Club on any of our socials to inquire. For the month of February, we will be spotlighting our amazing friends at Reflex Save, an actual play podcast.
1: Hey, cool people. Do you like mead, magic, and long walks in the icy dundra? Ever wonder what your sled dogs are thinking about? Why not cap off your night with a frosty tabletop adventure? You will come to love my beef, Cliff. You're at the common
2: room. Go to your room.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excuse, us. Excuse me, dog, Cliff. Uh, what's your yeah. favourite
3: food? Ah, uh, sausages,
0: probably. No, you look like a strong lot, but uh, I've got more friends than you. Carnelian's like shortened on the ground
3: and he's standing like, on the table. You, the decision, you know <laughs> what you have to do. You know what you have to do. Carnelian stabs him in the butt. What did he say? He likes sausages.
2: Oh my god, me too. Right,
3: I'll sit beside Warden and stop
2: carving his
1: rod. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my god. Smetta, Smetta, my rod's nearing completion, by the looks of things. Unless the four of you can stop them. Well, grab your Ugg boots and join Reflex Save every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform.
0: There's only so much I can do. I'm not I'm not a pseudo dragon with elbows of steel. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to give um, Bia the plushie that I make. I'm going to give her elbow pads.